no kidding, of, of which hardly anybody knows who he is. And and seriously, I mean, uh, what have we uh, – we hadn't done anything. I think we've only won half of all the Big 12 championships there's ever been. Is that right? Someone told me that the yep, other day. Yep, that's right. Yep, yep. And, uh, and listen, financially, it's the only responsible thing to do. Uh, bottom line, we've carried the league financially. Uh, us in Texas with TV money and whatnot – Truth be told, we've garnered more money even than Texas when, when you talk about TV money and how many times we've been on and what windows we've been on and the money we've generated. You know, and at the end of the day, financially, it matters. And if they wanted to keep us, if we were making all the money, why didn't five, eight years ago, why didn't they say, well, we're going to give you guys a bigger cut? Right. No one no one ever offered that until until we were gone. So, you know, in the end, so be it, you know, uh, you know, they got to try and save face and do whatever they have to do for the league. And that's okay. That's what they should do. That's their job. But, you know, us who know, no, you know, facts are the facts. That's right. Fantastic stuff from Coach Bob Stoops there. Don't you wish you could lay out a point as great as that? Maybe one day. Start off with an execution and then uh, <laughs> then deliver the point that you were trying to get to. I mean, he's right with everything that he said. Yeah, you know, if uh, if the Big Twelve wanted to at some point, they should have you know rolled over you in Texas and said, "Hey, how about we start giving you a bigger piece of the pie?" How does that sound? No, it's too easy whenever you're getting the mailbox money that everyone got for so long. Um, but hey, we'll see how it goes. I will. The timing on everything works because Big 12 got a good TV deal, and I think the 12-team playoff is really going to help out the conference. Well, I mean, and, but that's even true, okay? Like, they got a nice TV deal. There's some things that, you know, to be excited about them, the 12-team playoff, and that's what makes those comments even just more ridiculous and even right. more stupid, you know? Because, you know, they're not in as good of a place without OU in Texas, but they're all right. Like, I'll be honest with you, man. What I thought initially, what was going to happen to that league, it's way better off right now than I thought it was going to be at the time when OU and Texas left. Right. So to go out and say that now, it's just, it's just stupid. And I'm glad that Bob said nobody knows, even knows who he is. Would the University <laughs> of Oklahoma have won a national championship staying in the Big 12 Conference? I, I mean, with the dif- disadvantage that's there, not only financially, but I, I think in recruiting as well, man, I, I, I think the answer to that's no. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you know, especially with the twelve-team playoff, where you may have to win more games now. Right, Death 20, might be a bigger thing than ever. Twenty seventeen, we should have won the national championship. Okay, but since that moment, we've been getting further and further away. Like last year, it was it was clear. Um, we were the furthest we've been from winning a national championship since 1998. Correct. Something had to change. And, you know, it's it's already changing, and we're not even to the SEC yet. And I'm not giving the SEC the credit for what's going on in recruiting. I think they've got a really good plan. I think they've got a really good group of coaches, uh, a really good message. It's part of it, But though. the SEC – it does help. And the fact that these guys are going to be able to play 
um, this class specifically, their entire career in the Southeastern Conference, that matters. All right, that matters. So um, I think there's a, a really good chance. If things continue to trend well in recruiting, like it looks like they may. We may not get everyone in this class that we're still in on, but if they land the number one player overall – they may As not get everyone, lineman? but they're really trending towards their best defensive line class in, I mean, several years. And the two class, like back-to-back defensive classes, where the, the, these have been like one and two, the best defensive classes you've had in about a decade or so, maybe even longer than that. Uh, it's if last, they year's de- last year's defensive class was the best defensive class in recent memory in recruiting. This year's defensive class has a chance to be as talented, if not better. Well, okay. That's what I'm saying. First of all, let me say this. When we're talking about recruiting class, we're not talking about what the players went on to be. We're talking about yeah, what it looks like at the time. What it looks like at the time. And if they get Winery and they get Stone, like even if they even if they don't get Stone and they get uh, Winery and another of the uh, the guys that they're in on the defensive line, that'd be the best defensive line haul that maybe it, it's definitely 20 years. Right? I don't think – if you get the number one overall player that's a defensive lineman, uh, that hasn't happened here before. Yeah, and, and again, like j- just to throw out the point again, and, and that's backing up, that's coming off of the best yes. defensive class that you've had in a while. So it's not just – one really good defensive class, you really get the feeling that this staff, and this was the expectation when they were hired, but they're going to be able to stack multiple really good defensive classes on top of each other. And you seemingly got the quarterback of the future. I just, I think there's a lot of reasons to be excited about what the roster is going to look like here moving forward. Yeah. It does not feel like this staff is going to have an incredible amount of difficulty getting elite defensive players. And, oh, by the way, what if you go into the SEC and have some success? I mean, Teddy, we, we got to think about it this way, man. I, I know that this staff has skins on the wall, and they've proven that they can coach at a high level. But they're recruiting right now. they got a chance to land two top ten players on the defensive line coming off a 6-7 and seven season. You know, that's not easy to combat, even for no. this staff that has proven that they can do a lot of things. So if they roll into the SEC and they start winning, and I know that that's an if, but if that happens and they're competitive – what might it look like moving forward with defensive guys? It's a fun thought to have. I know well, that much. They they need they need to perform really well defensively this year. Um, I'm I don't I don't think that they have to to be the number one statistic defense in the Big Twelve. But they kind of need to be close, right? And, and the statistic factor, you know, sometimes that's not always a true uh, gauge as as to who's actually the best. Like we can tell, I test how good they are, and I'm. I'll tell you, man. The the pent up demand for good defense around here. Like if they put out a a top. Gosh, could you imagine if they put out a top ten? Top uh, no, of defense? I can't. I, I would. I would black out and pass out by this, week six. This place happened. would go absolutely insane. Um, but you can't just keep getting recruits. Year two, 
there's got to be something happen out there defensively that that continues to make guys think that this is the place to go. They're yep. they're they're close to getting over the hump and uh, a year or two away from being elite. Keep that momentum going that you have right now. Yeah. Because even after a six and seven season, mm. um, it feels like with what's going on in recruiting, there is a there is a bit of momentum. Am I am I wrong on that? I mean, I, momentum re- recruiting and like what's going on inside your own locker room may not always go hand in hand, but when you have a chance to have your best defensive class since the text line is saying since the eighties, it it feels like there's a little mo on the side. Well, of yeah, things right now. Well, let's just go through a couple of things that are, um, like obviously the recruiting. There's a lot of momentum there. I think. Off-season workouts, whenever you start to look – like, remember the the big deal about everyone freaking out by what Deshaun McCullough looked like, right? And then we saw all the updated numbers for the defensive line and how much bigger um, those guys are and adding some good size, good weight. I, mean, I think that, that workouts have been uh, a good boost. And then you just kind of hear – some of the things uh, about Dylan Gabriel, about you know, way more comfortable in a leadership role, some stuff like that. I mean, everything's moving in a good direction. Um, you know, time's going to tell, and, and we'll see. And here's the other thing that that we have to remember, because I think uh, we have to be reminded of it. We feel like the team that shows up week one, game one has to be the team that plays all year. And it's just not the case. Uh, it's really more of a race to see who can get – who can make up the most ground throughout the season and get better throughout the season than it is who shows up in the you know best form on week one. A lot of teams that have a lot of things to work through early. You know, How many different starters are we going to have offensively and defensively? It's a big number. And that group may change. Some of your starters in week one may change a little bit in week two. Some of your rotations at at receiver or running back may change after two or three weeks and say, here's where we need to give the ball uh, a little bit more. Here's This is the side of the line we need to uh, run uh, behind a little bit more. These are some of the things defensively that we're having success that we can build on. So that's what we need to see. Like Last year it looked like we we built – through the first three games, and then we totally flatlined yeah. after that point. 405, best defensive class since the 80s, guys. Um, well, if everything comes together with this class, yeah. Right. It, it, maybe they're talking about last year's class. Yeah. But there were some really good classes in the early 2000s that yeah. we read off with. Uh, I, but in terms of what they were at the time, like, y- yes, sure. This right. class, their last year's class will ha- have a claim. And I see uh, – Someone uh, texted Dusty and Tommy, were they in the same class? Yes. And that's why those two guys, before someone texted in, is specifically why I made the point of we're talking about where guys were ranked at the time of the class. Because Dusty was a three-star. Tommy was a five-star. And he was probably – I'm guessing he was the number one defensive tackle in the country. I believe so. Um, I don't think he was the number one overall player, though, was he? No, AD was. I don't think Tommy Harris was. Okay. Yeah, so um, I I don't think ratings-wise, they were, uh, Dusty and Tommy would have been uh, what this group can be. But on the field, 
if on the field this recruiting class comes anywhere close to uh, what those two guys were, and think maybe they're who I think we had another uh, couple of guys too. Uh, wasn't just those two on the defensive line, or was Jonathan Jackson? Was he a year later? Was he a O two? He may have been an O two. Joe Mauer was the number one player in the country in two thousand and one. How about that? That's Joe Mauer one who went on to star for the Minnesota Twins. I remember we talked Florida about that. State. Brody Croyle number two. You guys beat him. Yeah. Played quarterback at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Kevin Jones running back at Vautech. Do you play with him in Detroit? That's right. Same Kevin draft Jones. class. Four Reggie Williams at Washington, wide receiver, five Sean Cody, defensive lineman at USC. Play wow. with him. Fun as uh, this. great guy. Yeah, that's that's an interesting little group there. Uh, let's see. This was ESPN's Tom Lemmings and Tommy you, thirty-five. It was yeah okay thirty-five is where he's at. Yep 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 yep. Thirty-five for Tommy, which is crazy that he was that far back. Marcus, was, Marcus Spears was at thirty as a tight end. That position changed. Worked out well for him. Uh, this is some some fun names to, to go back and look at. Um, Derek Anderson in there at quarterback. The guy that was laughing on Monday Night Football when they were getting beat and I got asked about Probably. it after the game and he was <laughs> like, I, I freaking take this stuff seriously, man. I take it seriously. That's funny. Camo Sooner says, put that Bob Stoops quote on a Ref Army t-shirt. That is a fantastic idea. I will get on that. 405, it's a fun thought to have, but you got to have results this year. To keep up this level of recruiting rolling. I agree with that. Gunny says if if its and buts were candies and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas, especially if Texas loses to Vandy in year one of the SEC. Right. Well, in, in one of the bigger stories of today, if and when, well, let's just say when, Vandy beats Texas first year in the SEC, it sounds like Vandy will be allowed to throw the horns down without a 15-yard penalty. That's really the main story of the day. As long as you don't go to Sark and say, <laughs> and throw the horns down right in his face, if you do it after a touchdown celebration or with your buddies or your teammates, it sounds like they're going to allow it in the SEC. Yeah. Judging from what we heard today. Well, um, that's right. Those are all really good text messages. The main one I agree with is, it all sounds nice. Um, you know, there, there's some good momentum. Recruiting is good, but it's not going to stay that way if we pump out another um, below standard season. And by below standard, I mean below 10 games. Yep. Yeah, because you saw some decommits last year. Yeah. And uh, who's to say that that wouldn't happen again this year? Here's the full quote from the SEC coordinator of officials before we hit a break on penalizing horns down in 24 quote unsportsmanlike conduct needs to fit one of three categories is it taunting an opponent is it making a travesty of the game is it otherwise compromising our ability to manage the game there's a difference between a player giving a signal directly in the face of an opponent as opposed to doing it with teammates or celebrating after a touchdown or on the sideline to net all that out every single occurrence is not an act of unsportsmanlike conduct end quote Hmm. So Texas will uh, Texas will say, yeah, it is making a travesty of the game. Flag it, please. 15 yards. We should play a – we need to have some type of a drawing or something. Like the first time uh, a horns down gets uh, – finally gets flagged in the SEC, year 2032. Uh, who knows where we're all going to be. Just not going to be called. Shouldn't be. 
Uh, it's kind of embarrassing that someone even asked the question. We knew we knew we laughed at it originally, right? We laughed at it whenever we didn't even know we were going to the SEC, uh, saying how, what a joke it is and what other conferences would do if if someone brought that up or uh, you know petitioned for it to be a penalty. The way that whole situation went down, so yeah. I'd like to see Texas get embarrassed by it, though. Baby Gronk will be playing for Texas when it finally gets flagged in the SEC. There's your bold prediction for today. Uh, Here's what I want. I want LSU to be flagged for it at home (laughs) in a night game. There will be so many empty and half-full bourbon bottles that fly on the field. You've never seen anything like it. Could you imagine? Do you remember the West Virginia game at Texas? Yes, uh, when uh, oh, what's his name? Will Greer and um, what was the the tall wide receiver that they had? Uh, oh, Sills, God. yeah, David Sills. Can you imagine? Because that was it wasn't overtime. It was late in the fourth quarter when they got penalized for that, right? I think so. Yeah, and they end up. I think they ended up scoring. West Virginia ended up winning that game on a two point conversion. I, I yeah. want to say. But could you imagine what would happen at like a LSU oh or gosh. Tennessee? What did they flip out on Kiffin over or that game? Well, they didn't. They were. It was the officiating. I think right. Tennessee got That's jobbed in the end, and they were throwing must full mustard bottles, golf balls, beers. Because I think uh, Kiffin threw out the first pitch of an Ole Miss game the next year, and he threw ball. out a golf ball instead. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, that's a that's a fantastic point. Oh my gosh, someone would die there. There would be there would be casualties. Yeah. Well, could you imagine? Could you imagine the awful things that Brian Kelly would say? How many yeah. F-words Brian Kelly would – how red Brian Kelly would get if they I'm, got flagged for that? I'm not hoping for casualties, but I'm hoping that it gets called <laughs> in a situation like that. As long as – if we can have a casualty-free um, uh, uprising, then I want it to be called at LSU at night. Yeah. Texas or tight game. If, um, if this rule were to get passed, it doesn't sound like it's going to, right? But even if there's a stipulation on, well, if you do horns down in this way, it's a 15-yard penalty, or if Texas really starts to complain about it and they lobby publicly, they'll turn into um, they'll turn into the team immediately that everyone picks on, and they'll be one of the most hated teams in the league already before they even play an SEC game. I don't – yes. I don't even care if, like, it is the most egregious taunting in the history of football – uh, with the horns down, like in a guy's face, like putting it through his face mask. I don't care what it is. I just need the flag to be thrown. <laughs> All right, and we can go from there. All right, quick timeout. Final hour rolls on. Keep hitting the Knippelmeyer text line, 651-3439. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. At Lander Chevy Norman, we're feeling good. How good? Jumping into some. Understands the challenges entrepreneurs and small businesses face every day. From building an effective business model to hiring the right employees and managing cash flow, more Norman's business development experts can help you move forward confidently and thrive knowing that you have a skilled partner at your side. Learn more about More Norman's Technology Center by calling 405-801-5000 or visit us online at mntc.edu. Steady now. He's a wild one. All right. Let her rip. Don't horse around when it comes to motorcycle safety. Speeding is a leading cause of highway fatalities in Oklahoma. To all the riders hitting the trail this year, 
Let's make it home safe. Make Oklahoma safe. This message is brought to you by Oklahoma Transportation and the Oklahoma Turnpike Authority. Whether you live in or visit Norman this summer, the City of Norman, NEDC, Visit Norman, and the Norman Chamber of Commerce want to encourage you to eat, shop, stay, and play local. Introducing Rose Rock Habitat for Humanity Restore, your one-stop shop for quality home improvement materials, furniture, and unique treasures. With our ever-changing inventory, you'll discover something new with every visit. Visit roserockhabitat.org for more information. Experience the best brewery in Norman, 405 Brewing Company. Norman's 405 Brewing Company is open five days a week. Enjoy a beer on the Taproom patio or learn a new skill in the Taproom Academy class located north of Rock Creek off of Flood and look for the downtown location opening this fall. Hungry? You won't find a better spot for lunch, dinner, or drinks than on the legendary patio at the Mont. Enjoy the famous chips, queso, and a swirl. Remember, shopping local is better for the environment and the best way to support businesses that make Norman unique. So eat, shop, play, and stay in Norman this summer. Hi, I'm Tim Lasher from my company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. We install quality York products. The award-winning York Affinity Series is Energy Star rated and features a money-saving two-stage compressor design. Plus, every Affinity system comes with a 10-year parts and labor warranty and a lifetime warranty on the compressor. Now, you don't need to tell us anybody sent you. Just call the office and ask for me. I own the company. Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 579-3113. Get up to $550 in rebates now on qualified York components at Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Hey guys, it's TJ here for my friends over at Joe's Wines and Spirits. It's July, that means temperatures are heating up for those pool parties, late trips, and cookouts with family and friends. And when you need a great selection of your favorite beer, wine, or liquor, do what I do and go see Kathy and her staff. They have a ton of specials and great advice when looking to try something new, like 10 types of Old Smoky Moonshine, $16.99. Joe's is open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. and noon to 5 on Sunday, 1330 East Alameda in Norman, or visit Joe's Wines and Spirits on Facebook for their monthly specials. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We're inside the Buffalo Wild Wings studio. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439. Chapstick says, how does every school in the Big 12 not have an audible that is signaled with a horns down? Ooh, now that's an idea. That is an idea. Omaha became a thing. Maybe the audible horns down could become a thing. That's so funny because we had a, we had like an automatic check uh, on defense at Oklahoma the whole time I was there. It was, it wasn't the exact same thing, but it was a, it was a check to empty whenever we had a blitz on and it was the name, it was check Texas. And so we'd all start saying Texas. And I don't think anyone ever right, really thought about it. Ever thought well, about it. Well, when you dominate a team four consecutive times, yeah. or five consecutive times, really, after you left in 04, they shut them out. Maybe no one thinks about it. Yeah, I don't know. That's funny, though, because it's the first thing I thought of whenever they said it. It's like, gosh, dang it. What a missed opportunity. Oklahoma Johnny, Texas is really going to struggle with not always getting their way in the SEC. I have popcorn ready ready to watch him pout yeah you know that is the thing and, and this is something for us to pay attention to as well i you can in a in a conference that has a bunch of big teams traditional teams 
with huge fan bases and and you know big media markets and a ton of attention nationally, uh, you can you can fade into obscurity pretty quickly if you don't if you're not loud with the way that you play and at least from time to time make some big splashes in the conference and and do something. If Texas replicates the decade that they just had in the Big 12. Which is of suck, the decade yeah. that you're talking about. If they do that in the SEC, buddy, um, you could uh, you could – you could really find yourself well, in a bad it's spot. Well, it's quite a bit different in the SEC. Like, it, even when they sucked in the Big 12 for now over a decade, it's always, well, yeah, they were 5-7 and seven last year, but they still have it worse, the second-best roster in this conference. They can bounce back at any time. Hell, they're picked to finish second or third. You get behind always the eight ball the in the SEC, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard to get out of it, man. If they, if they were uh, – if this was our first year – Going to the SEC, they would not be picked to win the conference like they are in the Big 12. And they would not be getting the headline. They'd bring some headlines just because it's going to be our first year in the SEC and what some of the scheduling stuff is. But I you're not gonna go you're not gonna go seven and five, eight and five, and then get national attention and be picked to win the league. That ain't happening. It's just you're not gonna you're not going to be eight and five and be picked next year to win the the SEC, and everyone's going to be told, "Oh, Texas, look out!" No, Alabama lost happen. two games, and they're talking about it being over and Nick Saban's legacy being trash all of a sudden. Right. Now, just after a two, a two loss year where they lost both games on the final play of the of regulation, huh. it's tough. Yeah, I don't know, but still, still P, uh, see people nationally pick Texas to go out to Tuscaloosa and win. And I just think it's a really bad pick. I don't think that's happening. I know. I think Alabama's going to win convincingly. I, that's what I think. And, you know, I think I, if you want to argue that talent is down at Alabama, well, first of all, first of all, let me just say you, you're wrong if you want to argue that. But even if that were the case, I think that's whenever th- – that's whenever coaches do their best coaching. And, and I think Saban is – he's going to find a way to make his mark this year. This is this is what a guy like Nick Saban wants. You he's think he's wearing T-shirts that say comeback season? S-Z-N all the time? Yeah. His fishing shirts out there at the lake? Probably. SEC Media Day today, Kirby batted down the criticism of his program – Hey, you've had, you know, what the the unfortunate situation happened earlier, followed by a lot of citations and some arrests. Oh, that's not as much as it's happened the years prior. (laughs) Basically, we're going to be okay. He mentioned complacency a lot. Um, That's really what Kirby's worried about, complacency. And we asked Bob earlier if he had to fight that after back-to-back national championship game appearances. And then I I guess, well, you win it in 2000, Rose Bowl in 02, title game appearance in 03 and 04, and Bob basically said, I found it most difficult with young players guys, coming yeah. in, which it, it it makes sense, man. Because Don't have a vision of what it was like before. And think about your entire recruiting process. You're being told about how much they win, how much they've won, how much they're going to continue to win. A lot of those kids probably think it's just their right to roll in and win a conference championship. And Bob's like, that was the most difficult thing for me. Well, you know, other than – 
and I guess it happened with Coach Stoops uh, a little bit, but he, he was by far the most consistent. Um, but it kind of goes in waves, right? The first wave won a championship, played in, in two more over that first five years or so, and then you kind of reset for a couple of years, and then there's another run-up, another wave. Um, you said, okay, that makes sense. So, like, 2000 to 2004, you're a title contender every year. Mm-hmm. 05, take a little bit of a step back. Well, oh. why? But here's the thing. Like he said, that's whenever all of the guys that have a vision of what it was like before have cycled out. Yep. There's no one left anymore after 2004. Right, that whole group that was there before you won a championship. Then you is get gone. some good players in in '06, and then mm-hmm. you build up for '07. You were close. '08, you were there. '09, mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah, because you got hurt. So there is like I, I don't think it's it, it's hard to guard against. You know the entitlement thing. I think it's just it's just natural that you feel like, well, we're always going to be good, and it just it's hard to replicate. And then you know. Just like I was saying, like, 04, that's the last year any of the guys that were there pre-national championship are gone. So, 05 is a totally new group. Five, six, seven, and then you play in a national 05 championship. Was, 05 was kind of weird early on just because Mark Clayton wasn't there anymore. Really, like, Jason White, not seeing Jason White as the quarterback yeah. was, was kind of odd there for the first few games. There's a lot of guys. There's what? Dan uh, Cody wasn't there. Jamal Brown, Dan Cody, Mark Clayton, Jason White. Um, guys like Wes Sims, guys, you know, there's there's a a bunch of guys that had been names and and been relevant and played a lot of football, uh, no longer there anymore. So yeah, it, it's it's interesting. No trash talk to OU in Texas today. We just had um, the LSU running back yesterday. I, uh, is this real? Someone just sent us this on the Knippel Meyer Chevrolet text line. I guess a Georgia player. Said the day that um, he thinks OU in Texas will be very competitive. Let's. Hmm. Was that the commissioner or Georgia football player talking right there? <laughs> oh, man. That was odd hearing that. Yeah. That's the well, nicest thing between Big 12 and SEC Media Day that I've heard in two weeks. Yeah, well, let me tell you exactly what that is. That is uh, a coach getting up in front of his team and saying exactly that. I I don't know if you guys are going to be asked about it, but in case you are, you know, hey, this is how we look at it. Two big-time programs, going to be great for our league, going to be competitive. And then the players go right out. And they spit it right back out. Like that's poor guy's probably going to get trashed by his own Georgia fan base right. now on, on social media. What are you talking? They're going to get killed. But that you can tell how he he kind of like sifts around it for a minute in his head, remembers the exact lines, he was and ready, and then falls right into his. Hey, that's well done. Though. That's a coachable kid. He's, that's what I'm that's saying. Coachable. He's coachable. That's well done. It, I bet I can hear Kirby even saying it. Like, we got to be careful with how we talk about stuff like that, you know. A little bit more of a southern drawl there. But, yeah, you got the right idea. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. couple of segments left. Stay tuned. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref.
At Lander's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman, the savings just keep getting better. And that's why you'll always feel good about Lander's. Plus, get 20% off MSRP on 2023 Ram 1500, 7500 off 2023 Ram 2500, and 6500 off the 2023 Jeep Compass during the Make This the Summer event going on now. So feel good and shop Lander's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman at LandersCDJRNorman.com. Must finance with Chrysler Capital, WAC. See dealer for details. Holy hail damage! Are you or your loved ones looking for a trustworthy and affordable roofing company after the storms? Look no further than Elite Roofing Systems, a sooner-born, sooner-bred, locally-owned roofing company. Elite Roofing has been helping homeowners and commercial property owners across the greater OKC area get beautiful, functional roofing systems at reasonable rates. Call Craig Cox and the team at Elite Roofing Systems today at 405-361-3094 for a free evaluation and estimate today. Tired of your current living situation? With a variety of locations and over 40 floor plans to choose from, you can't lose with Home Creations. Every Home Creations home comes with enhanced included features such as built-in tornado safety features, quartz countertops, wood-like tile, and so much more. Live like a champion today by calling Holly of Home Creations at 405-364-9999 for more information. Home Creations. The Ref Radio Sports Network has the Sooner State covered. Yo, that's crazy. From Norman to Lawton, Clinton, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, and beyond. Oh, that's a lot of potatoes. And when you're away, never miss a second with a KREF app. And it's for anywhere and anytime at all. Search KREF in the App Store on your favorite device. All the Sooner coverage you want, when you need it, with the KREF app. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Hey guys, it's TJ here for my friends over at Joe's Wines and Spirits. It's July, that means temperatures are heating up for those pool parties, late trips, and cookouts with family and friends. And when you need a great selection of your favorite beer, wine, or liquor, do what I do and go see Kathy and her staff. They have a ton of specials and great advice when looking to try something new, like 10 types of Old Smoky Moonshine, $16.99. Joe's is open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. and noon to 5 on Sunday, 1330 East Alameda in Norman, or visit Joe's Wines and Spirits on Facebook for their monthly specials. Texting, talking on your phone, or listening to music near train crossings or on platforms are big distractions. You need to see and hear the train coming. After you're on the train, those things are fine. So remember, simple things like taking your headphones out and taking your hood off could save your life. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager, learning the lingo. GOAT, G-O-A-T, acronym, stands for greatest of all time. As in, spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. 
Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Don't forget this Friday is the 14th annual Groovin' for Autism event at Chicken and Pickle in OKC. The event is from 6 to 11. I'm actually going to be there from uh, 2 to 6 as well doing the radio show. So, really, I'm going to be there from 2 p.m. to 11 p.m. at Chicken and Pickle. This fun night of dancing, drinks, and giving back includes a DJ, raffle, silent auction, and all sorts of fun. All proceeds will benefit three local autism organizations. Have fun for a great cause and get your tickets at groovinforautism.org. That's groovinforautism.org. And, yes, you can uh, bid for an opportunity to be on this radio show for an hour mm. as a part of the silent auction. So That'll be show fun. up at least for that, please. That will be fun. Groovinforautism.org. That's chicken and pickle this Friday in OKC. Here's a bit of a uh, trivia question coming out of SEC Media Day today. Hmm. Since Nick Saban was hired at Alabama in uh, 2007, yeah. only three SEC coaches have more than one win against Saban. Hugh Freeze has two. Well, hang on a second. You're not going to let me guess? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to okay. let you guess. All right. Jeez. Hugh Freeze has two. Les Miles has three. Who is the other head coach that has three wins over Nick Saban in the SEC? Oh, man. If you can't get it immediately, I have a big-time hint that I'll throw at you. Do you, do you need it? Um, Feels like you need it. No. OU will face this head coach this year. Really? Yeah. OU will face this head coach this year. Only other coach besides Les Miles to beat Saban three times in the SEC. Three times? He was head coach? He was head coach. In the Southeastern Conference. Hugh Freeze did it twice at Ole Miss. Lester Miles did it three times at LSU. I'm like totally spaced. I can't think of – oh, um, UCF. Yeah, Gus Bus. Gus Malzahn, Malzahn. Did it three times. Yeah, there you go. How about that? Put some respect on his name, Gus Malzahn. Now, I'm interested about UCF now. I think they could be one of the surprise teams. Oh, I've only been telling you about that for I three know, months now. You have about time. The uh, – what is it? The Plumley kid is really good. Uh, bit of a – what he said, he's got to be a little smarter with how he runs and takes care of himself. Uh, you can say what you want about Gus Malzahn, but he he can generate some offense now. Yeah, and they run. The, they always run the football really well. So, no, that is interesting. Gun- I just don't know what the rest of his roster looks like. Gunny says, "Do I have to be present to bid on the hour with you guys?" You do, but could you imagine an hour with Gunny? <laughs> At any point. <laughs> yeah, for us, it would fly by. For him, it would take 12 hours Well, probably. he'd be like, I want to be on the 4 o'clock hour. And then from 4.20 on, we wouldn't hear from yeah. him. Yeah, he's like, man, this was awesome. Gunny, that's just the first segment. <laughs> I know it feels like it's been uh, six hours, but <sighs> just the first segment. Hey, I hope that um, Emmett Jones can develop and coach wide receivers as well as he can recruit wide receivers. Why? Because he going to be real good if that's the case. Five wide receivers in the 24 class after today. Well, but how do you know that any star. of them are any good? Because they're all rated high. Duh. Uh, I said recruit. We had this conversation no more than an hour ago about I, what we meant by that. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I think he can. I mean, I, I say that 
everything that I've heard is uh, the players respond to him really, uh, really well. He's got a um, he's got a little good good cop bad cop with the way that he coaches. I mean, he'll love him up, but whenever it's time to uh, to get after him, he gets after him. So, yeah, I'm 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 optimistic. You know, last year was tough. Uh, losing our wide receiver coach right before the season started. And, you know, it's just thinking about those those guys having to go through that could not have been easy. That had to be a huge amount of stress for them. So hopefully we got some continuity going through the year. Uh, let's see. Back to uh, Zion Raggins real quick. He, yeah. he won the 100 meter in the state of Georgia as a freshman and a sophomore. And his time as a freshman set a Georgia State record for a freshman. So yeah. if you don't really follow recruiting and you're like, who's Zion Raggins? I heard that he's small. Yeah, he's 5'7", 153, but he's like one of, if not the fastest players in the state of Georgia. It's what you got today at wide receiver. Well, here's what's interesting, though. Take it and be happy with it. It was the first thing I thought of. He won it as a freshman and sophomore. What happened after that? Last year was a little bit of a letdown, you think? Yeah. Redemption time is senior year. Sounds Let's like, go, Zion. Sounds like there's someone else out there we need to be recruiting. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> right? Two Zions in the same class. Which is interesting. When's the last time that's happened? At the same position as well. I'm, I'm confident in saying that that has never happened anywhere ever. You ready to put your reputation on the line for that? Two Zions? <laughs> what reputation you actually yeah, have? That's what I'm scoffing <laughs> at, of course. Why do you why do you think I just throw stuff out randomly all the time? Fourteen commits and five are wide receivers. It's uh, are we in jeopardy of becoming a mule shoe class? Yeah, you don't that's get what the I'm asking, you yeah. don't get the defensive lineman, then it's going to resemble that a little bit. Here's the thing, but though: you'll get the D lineman. It's all um, good. We've got uh, we got the big backer out of North Carolina. They're still in on the Braden Platt kid. Oh, you in Oregon on that one. You liked him quite a bit when you I saw like him, him in person a few months ago. I think he's a good kid. I think he's he seems really smart. He's strong as hell. Um, I think he's a, a player that's going to work really hard. I like him. Um, I don't know. I don't know what what the relationship is with him in Oregon though. Um, so that could be a difficult one, but. Uh, we've got some good players in the secondary. Got a, what four-star safety already. Um, defensive line. We've talked about that quite a bit. Running back, number one running back in the country. We've got five wide receivers. We've got um, a quarterback, it, it, at least a quarterback right now. Whenever we've got Hawkins, where's the old line? Oh, sorry. We've got a five-star tight side end. Where's the old line? It's coming. Don't worry. Oh really? It's 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 it'll be there. No, you say that it. like you Now I look if you're you got a five star tight side in like you said I can't not laugh every time you say that. Uh, they're not gonna get a five star offensive lineman. Uh will it resemble more of the three and four star variety? Yes, but they'll get three, four offensive linemen in this class. Well they're I gonna know... get one from Santa uh, Edmund Santa Fe on what date was that? That was uh, totally. It's in. It's in uh, early August. August fourteenth is when they'll get uh, Josh Iasosa. Good player. Uh, Three star player from Edmond Santa Fe. Okay. Um, I know we're gonna get some four star from the state of California. Okay. Uh, they're really trending strongly for that one, and hopefully Grant Bricks as well. 
who's a uh, four-star. Where is he out of uh, – that's not the Iowa – Midwestern boy. Yeah. Well, okay, I'll take your word for it. You're talking up the offensive Sounds line Sounds like recruiting. someone's freaking out about offensive line recruiting. Uh, I'm just saying simply that it looks like we've got a, a wide net cast at the moment across all different position groups. Uh, except for the offensive line, that's fair. That's no, that's actually it's actually a fair evaluation of things on the O line. You you feel good about the bricks, kid? The uh, I mean, I I think Kansas State's obviously really in that mix, but yeah, yep. I he's here. here, here okay, he's a, he, he's a here, really good here's, player. Here's the thing: maybe some people will choose to complain about offensive line recruiting on signing day. I don't know. I tend to think though that when you're in great position to have your best defensive line class in 20 years, I think that's what most people will focus on. And for what it's worth, they did bring in four offensive linemen that I think all four are pretty good in last year's class. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not like complaining about it. I'm just wondering, where are we? What's, what do we got going? Where's some guys out there that, Oh, yeah, and you do have Isaiah Autry uh, currently committed. Yeah, Four-star offensive the, uh, lineman from Mississippi. Yeah, That's right. Marcus Dupree's cousin. Correct. Um, which, you know, here's the thing. With with Bo, I don't know. I think whenever he finds a kid that he really likes and is is really kind of determined to to bring him in, I think he does a really good job. Um I, I think that he's like he's a develop he's an offensive line coach, right? There's not a lot of offensive line coaches that are out chatting everyone up and being the the guy that's making the rounds at the party and talking to everyone. He's an offensive line coach. I think he he probably has a, a good eye for spotting the talent. Um I think it's probably why we've done such a good job in the transfer portal at offensive line. Because it's probably Way easier, not probably, it is way easier to evaluate guys that are playing at uh, the college level than it is the high school level. Real quick, guy says four-star from California, so a two-star. Ooh, taking a shot at the California talent? I don't know that that's fair. Uh, 405, instead of an hour with you guys, if I win, can I have the opportunity to punch Michael Wilbon's lights out? Interesting. Um, According to Joe and Wayne, I guess... Uh, BV's comments about Dion made PTI. Will Bond was just bashing Brent and called him a self-right- self-righteous, loudmouth football coach. Will Bond has always been a moron, but I wanted to know what you guys thought about that. He is trying desperately to make something of nothing in order to get whatever little bit of ratings they can get before ultimately he gets fired like everyone else that at is, ESPN. That is uh, media a, nowadays, unfortunately. Yeah, everyone yeah. else at ESPN in a commentary position like that, an opinion position. You're not going to hear a lot of, oh, much to do about nothing. Next topic. Yeah, right. I, I make nothing of it. All right, quick timeout. Final segment coming up next. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. At Lander Chevy Norman, we're feeling good. How good? Jumping into summer savings good. And the hottest selection in town good. 
Right now, take up to $82.50 off the new half-ton Silverado or up to $6,500 off and financing as low as 1.9%. Also, shop our large pre-owned selection backed by the Lander's Advantage. So feel good all summer long and shop Lander's Chevrolet of Norman and LanderChevroletNorman.com. Find new roads. Must finance with GM Financial. Hundreds of Oklahoma teenagers have no family, few options, and often nowhere to turn. But older kids need foster and adoptive families too. The Oklahoma Department of Human Services has hundreds of teenagers waiting, hoping that you'll decide to make a difference in their life. Call the Oklahoma Department of Human Services and become a foster or adoptive parent. You will forever change a child's life and your own. You've made a big difference in my life. Thank you. Weight loss surgery is more than a procedure. It's a life-changing experience. At Norman Regional's Journey Clinic, our goal is to empower our patients so they can achieve their fullest potential in health and 